Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. All right, let's start with a word of prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, I just thank you because this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your presence, Lord God, because you are with us, Father. You kept us and you woke us up this morning. And that alone is a reason that we should be grateful to you, Father, for all that you're doing for us, Father God. I thank you for everyone that is watching and listening. I thank you for your word this morning. Speak to our hearts. For this we ask in Jesus' name, amen. We are in Leviticus 20 this morning. And my lovely sister is going to read for us this morning. Uh, Good morning. I'm reading out of the NIV, um, starting with verse 1 in Leviticus 20. Verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, any Israelite or any foreigner residing in Israel who sacrifices any of his children to Molech is to be put to death. The members of the community are to stone him. I myself will set my face against him and will cut him off from his people. For by sacrificing his children to Molech, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. If the members of the community close their eyes when the man sacrifices one of his children to Molech, and if they fail to put him to death, I myself will set my face against him and his family and will cut them off from their people together with all who follow him in prostituting themselves to Molech. I will set my face against anyone who turns to mediums and spiritists to prostitute themselves by following them, and I will cut them off from their people. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am the Lord your God. Keep my decrees and follow them. I am the Lord who makes you holy. Verse 9. Anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. Because they have cursed their father or mother, their blood will be on their own head. If a man commits adultery with another man's wife, with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress are to be put to death. If a man has sexual relations with his father's wife, he has dishonored his father. Both the man and the woman are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. If a man has sexual relations with his daughter-in-law, both of them are to be put to death. What they have done is a perversion, their blood will be on their own heads. If a man has sexual relations with a man, as one does with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable. They are to be put to death. Their blood will be on their own heads. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, it is wicked. Both he and they must be burned in the fire so that no wickedness will be among them. If a man has sexual relations with an animal, he is to be put to death and you must kill the animal. Verse 16, if a woman approaches an animal to have sexual relations with it, kill both the woman and the animal, they are to be put to death, their blood will be on their own heads. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and they have sexual relations, it is a disgrace. They are to be publicly removed from their people. He has dishonored his sister and will be held responsible. If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her monthly period, 
He has exposed the source of her flow, and she also has uncovered it. Both of them are to be cut off from their people. Do not have sexual relations with the sister of either your mother or your father, for that would dishonor a close relative. Both of you would be held responsible. If a man has sexual relations with his aunt, he has dishonored his uncle. They will be responsible. They will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has dishonored his brother. They will be childless. Verse 22. Keep all my decrees and laws and follow them so that the land where I am bringing you to live may not vomit you out. You must not live according to the customs of the nations I am going to drive out before you. Because they did all these things, I abhorred them. But I said to you, you will possess this their land. I will give it to you as an inheritance, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. You must therefore make a distinction between clean and unclean animals and between unclean and clean birds. Do not defile yourselves by any animal or bird or anything that moves along the ground. Those that I have set apart as unclean for you. You are to be holy to me because I, the Lord, am holy. And I have set you apart from the nations to be my own. A man or woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own heads. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. All right. Stretch if you need to this morning. Whoa, what a word this morning. What a word this morning, you know. And guess what? And they want me to talk about this stuff. Oh, my goodness sakes. You know, this particular book, is it, it talks about all this this. This penalties, you know what I mean? It talks about what God is going to do to those that are constantly breaking the law, those that are constantly going into sin. You know, the, uh, most of this, this book, you know, is, is all about that. Verses two through uh, through five is pretty much talking about giving our children to Moloch, and we're going to get back to that in a minute. You know, verses six talks about mediums, you know what I mean? Fortune tellers, and it talks about, you know, do not listen to them, you know, don't go to them. Verses seven to eight, you know, it talks about consecration. So in other words, separating ourselves, you know, because, you know, we serve a Lord and, and a God. And he's telling us, I am the Lord, your God. He's telling us that, you know, that he is our God. You know, verses 19 says, don't curse your father and your mother. Oh, enough. That, that, that alone could take us all morning long. Verses 10 to 21, adultery and abomination. It talks about every kind of sexual sin that you can think of. Even those topics that we don't want to talk about in church. It's written right here in Leviticus. You know, in other words, in you know, uh, the sexual relationship is supposed to be between a husband and a wife, period. And that should be enough, you know, but because of sin and because of all the stuff that's happening around the world, you know, and, and how the enemy is running rapid, you know, they, they, they hit all the different topics in this particular verses, verses 22 to 26. Again, God brings us right back and it says, keep my word, keep my word. Keep your focus. And then in 27, it talks again about the mediums, you know, the fortune tellers, and then what we should they, what we should do to them. So pretty much is bringing punishment. But I want to concentrate a little bit about, you know, what, what those verse, 
uh, two says. It says again, you know. So it, it says it again. That means he warned them before. God already warned them. And God is constantly, in his word, repeating himself because he wants us, his children, to understand where he's coming from. He wants us not to get involved with the world and forget about him. He says, again, you shall say to the people of Israel, whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who gives any of his descendants to Moloch, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. You know, and, and you talk about Moloch, you know, and, and, and Moloch was a god of the Ammonites and also are the Canaanites, you know, and they saw this particular particular God you know, as a protecting father figure, you know, and, and yet they were here torturing their children with this God, you know. So this is how the world, you know, can lie to you and get you all confused and get us all going in the wrong direction if we're listening to what the world is saying. That's why we have to know the word of God. You know, what does the Lord say about this? And then in Leviticus 18, 21, it talks a little bit about it. He said, and you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire to Moloch, nor shall you profane the name of God. I am the Lord your God. And I know that Pastor Jose touched on this on Friday. I am the Lord. Your God, God is constantly repeating who he is to remind us. But he says, you shall not let any of your descendants pass through the fire. Pass through the fire. In other words, this particular God that they call Moloch, you know, this particular God, they, you know, they had an altar for him. And in this altar, you know, his, his hands were kind of like extended out. And they will, and they will take these hands and they will, and they put them on fire, you know, and make them hot. And they will take the young children, you know, and lay them on those arms for purification, you know. And 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 and, and so, in other words, they were torturing their children. And that is what this guy's talking about, you know. Do not let them go through the fire. It says in Jeremiah uh, 32, 35, it says. And they built high places to Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hanan, to cause their sons and daughters to pass to pass through. So in other words, you know, they have to pass through this road. They have to pass through this, this particular area that is heated up for purification. You know, and me as a loving father, you think I'm going to allow that for one of my children? You know, if they, if they will come and say that, you know, you, this is what you got to do. But yet, they were allowing it. And that's why God was so strict. And he says, again, I am warning you, if any of you, if any of the people that are with you are doing this, you know, you're going to be punished for it. And this is what I'm going to do to you. You know, they believe that by doing this, you know, this is one of their beliefs. They believe that by doing this, the children will live. Yeah, they're going to live with pain. They're going to live with scars because of the, of the, the torture that they're going through. You know, their parents, in other words, their parents would not witness their death. So they believe that by torturing their children, later on, they're not going to witness their death. And if you think about that, that sounds so dumb and 
and crazy, but this is what sin does. This is what the enemy does. He blinds us into doing things that we shouldn't be doing. He blinds uh, the mankind to, to practice this, these things and do these things, which God is telling them not to do it, not to do it. And that's why we need to be careful because he gets even deeper, you know, because he says, this particular people that are doing this, they shall be stoned to death. You know, he's not saying they're going to be punished, stoned to death. That's how critical God, you know, it's against this. You know, he says there in verse three, I will set my face against them. Oh, my God. You know, if God is the God of the universe, you know, and almighty, and he's going to set his face against that individual, you know, if he's going to set his face against me, if I'm doing that, you know, that's like that. I better, I, there's no place that I can hide. There's no place that I can go because he's going to come for me. He said, I will set my face against them and I will cut them off from these people. In other words, they're going to lose their inheritance. They're going to lose who they are. They're going to lose their position in the family. They're going to lose their position in the community because they're doing these kind of things. And he talks about Molech and he says, you know, it says there, because he has given some of his descendants to Molech to defile my sanctuary and profane my name. So by doing this kind of stuff, they will profane the name of God. They turning their backs on God and God's not going to stand for it. God's not going to stand for it. You know, and, and today's society, when we see things going on the way they have, sometimes we, we, we may question, Lord, you know, everything is going crazy. All this stuff is happening. But you know what? We have to maintain our focus. We have to maintain our focus on God and turn to the word of the Lord and not to go in the direction that everybody else is going. You know, keep our focus on God because, you know, in 1 Kings 11, uh, 6 and 7, it talks about the men of wisdom, Solomon. Solomon, you know, they say that he, there was not another man that had the wisdom of Solomon. You know, when he when he was it got into the, the kingdom, but Solomon at his old age forgot who he was. At old age, he forgot who he was. It says there in verse 6, First uh, King 11, it says, Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord and did not follow fully the Lord as his father David did. Solomon built a high place for, for Shimshas, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is the east of Jerusalem for Molak, the abomination of the people of Anan. So in other words, here we go. King Solomon, the man of all wisdom, built a temple for Molech. Ain't that crazy? You know, one that one that served God, one that had all the wisdom because he went before. He said, the Lord asked him, you know, ask me anything that you want and I will give it to you. He says, I want wisdom so I can lead my people. Later on, he was contaminated by the, the world that he lived in. Why? Because he was disobedient. And he married 700 wives. My goodness sakes. You got to have your head checked. You know, sometimes one, you know, one is enough. And if you tell my wife, she says, yeah, and one of you is enough, you know. But, you know, but he had 700. Oh, my God. The alimony payments alone. 
Ooh, you know, but but this is how crazy it, it can get when we allow the world around us to dictate to us how we're supposed to see things, how we're supposed to speak, and how we're supposed to behave, you know, and we're supposed to be different. We are the children of the living God created with purpose, you know, each and every one of us, we have authority to speak the word of God. We have authority to stand up, you know, to, for the word of the Lord, you know, and not be moved. But see how scripture gives us that even those that were once very knowledgeable and had all the wisdom that there was in the face of the earth can easily turn when they allow sin to blind them from what is right and what is wrong. We ourselves have to make sure that we keep our focus on God and do not allow what's going on around us, you know, to, in, to change the way we think, you know, because this talking about Molech, you know, and, uh, a few months ago, I was doing some reading and, and in New York City itself, you know, they, they, they had a replica of the Arch of Baal, you know, the same thing as they, they used to they used to worship in this place and they brought that over from Syria and as a as a replica and they set it up in New York City. We as a as a United States has allowed the false gods to come into our land, the land you know that was created for us, you know, a, a land that, that that we're supposed to be you know, serving the Lord, one nation under God, you know, but yeah, we have allowed all the gods to come in and they set up these things and, you know, you don't read about them as often, you know, they're not going to put them in the paper, but then people are worshiping these things. People are gearing up that this new generation that believes anything that comes along the, uh, along the way, they're believing in all these things, you know? So our generations of children that are coming up, they seeing stuff like this. But it's not only in New York, it's also in California, you know. So there are these this replicas of this archers, uh, a bell of worship to pagan gods is contaminating our nation. And we as a people, we as a people of the Lord, we need to make sure that we hold on to the word of God and we teach our children what is right and what is wrong and do not allow Society to teach our children. Do not allow the school system to uh, teach your children who they are, because through you and the word of the Lord, they will know that there are sons and daughters of the most high God and that they were created with purpose and that God is going to use them in a powerful way. Because you, if we walk in fear, we're going to lose out. But see, look what it says in 1 John 4, 4, it says, you are the God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. In other words, who we have inside of us, the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, the Holy Spirit is greater than he that is in the world. So no matter what's going on and no matter what you're seeing, we need to be speaking life to our children. We need to be speaking hope to our communities, you know, and it says in Isaiah 41, 10, he says, fear not, for I am with you. Look at that. Fear not, 
Because even though you might be reading this, even though you might be seeing or say, oh my God, look what's happening in New York City. But the, the Lord is telling us, fear not because he is with you. Come on. He is right there with Nicole. You know what I mean? He's right there with Mike. He is right there with Patrick. He is right there. He said, be not dismayed for I am your God. You know, and if God is for us, who can be against us? Come on now. I will strengthen you. Yes, that's what God is saying this morning. If you're going through a trial, if you see difficulties, God is saying, I will strengthen you. You know, I will lift you up. Yes, I will help you. Come on now. I will help you. That's what the Lord is saying. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. That means if God has us in his hands, who can be against us? If God has us in the palm of his hands, who can separate us from his love? Because he's saying right there, fear not, I am with you. Fear not, do not be dismayed. I am your Lord, your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous right arm. So despite what we see, despite what we're hearing, we have to make sure that we got to focus on the word of the Lord and stick to the word of the Lord. Because if not, we're going to be pulled away, just like Solomon, when he got older. You know, and when we get older, we're supposed to be smarter. We're supposed to be, you know, the wisdom kids, you know, especially us. I have no hair, you know, or we have some gray hair. I have none, you know. But we're supposed to have wisdom for our families, you know, and, and, and guide them. And here we see a king that's totally gone because of his own actions. But we have to make sure that we hold on to the Lord. Second Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. He has not given us. We do not walk in fear. Because you're looking at all this stuff that says in this particular chapter. And I can get into everything because I'll be preaching. Boy, it'll probably be 9 o'clock and I'll still be preaching in every one of these particular situations here. But what's happening around us, we have to stand our ground and believe in what God says. Sin is sin, period. There's no grace here. You know, there's no grace. And we have to make sure that we obey the word of the Lord, that we read the word. When we read the word and the word speaks to us and if the word convicts us, go before him, you know, go before him, say, Lord, forgive me. And guess what? He will forgive you. He will cleanse you. You know, it's like Pastor Brendan says, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm always messing up, you know, and, uh, but, but I go to the Lord, you know, because nobody's perfect. But God is giving us his word again. You know, it says there in verse two, again, say to the children, again, God is telling us, keep your focus on me. Listen to me. Listen to my word. I am the Lord, your God. I hold you in the, my hand. Because he said it right there in Isaiah 41.10. I hold you. Oh, man. If God is holding me, there's no reason for me to walk in fear. If God is holding me, matter of fact, I should be taking my shoulders back. And I should be having a walk, you know, like no other. Because he holds me. Come on. If, if God can hold Papa Hernandez, God can hold everybody, you know. And God is saying, I got you. I'm going to hold you. I'm going to take you. You know, he says, and then again, 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power 
and of love, of power. You have more power. You have more power in you than what you can imagine. But a lot of times we don't use what God has given us. We forget that we have this power. We forget that we have this authority, that we can speak to the mountain and the mountain has to move, that we can speak to the situation and the situation will change. We have to have belief and trust in the word that it will accomplish what it says is going to accomplish because God is right here. He's telling them and it's telling us, you know, don't do these things, you know, you know, come to me, keep my word, keep my statutes and I will help you. You know, the cost, the cost for breaking the law and, and, the, and the cost for sinning, you know, it's, it's pretty much, you know, is it, it says, be put to death by stoning in verse two. He tells him, I'm going to, you know, you're going to be stoned if you, if you break the law, you know, I will set my face against you in verse three. We don't want none of that. We want, we want God to be present in our lives 24-7, 24-7. I will cut them off from the people, verse 3. If anyone looks the other way, ah, if anyone looks the other way and sets and will set my face against that man and against his family. In other words, he's saying, he's saying that if anybody just closes their eyes to what's happening and don't say anything, Judgment is going to come up against that person. Judgment. We can't sit idle and say that everything is okay. We can't sit idle and accept everything that comes along. We have to make sure that we stand, you know, and, and, and stand for the word of the Lord and say not. One thing I learned throughout the years, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I don't care who says what. I don't care who's going through what. I said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And guess what? The enemy has tried to come in. The enemy has tried to destroy. The enemy has tried to bring confusion and doubt. The enemy has tried to come in and bring separation, division, you know, and, and, and you know what? I got to be grateful, you know, to the Lord. I, you know, I, and I got a high praise here, you know, yesterday morning at, at, at Cumberland County, we were there and right before the service and, and, and Pastor Harry was, at the was talking to us, uh, and then he said, "He says I got you know a young man is gonna is gonna share this morning." And guess who he picked? He picked my grandson Isaiah. Isaiah, the guy that doesn't say much to anybody. You know, he's always there. He's always doing what he has to do. But my grandson, my grandson spoke yesterday, and he spoke about Isaiah, <laughs> the book of Isaiah, and he's and he says. Who will I send? And Isaiah said, send me. That was his topic. Oh, man, as a grandfather, I was like, woo. I was like speaking in tongues in me, you know, woo, hallelujah, you know, because you know why he was speaking so much truth. And he was, and that's the next generation coming up. But guess what? You know, his parents went through hardship. You heard their testimony. They almost got divorced. But as for me and my house, now, I'm not going to believe what the enemy says. I'm going to believe what the word of the Lord says, that we can do all things to Christ Jesus. And he will strengthen us and he will guide us and he will keep our family together. And guess what? He restored them, you know, and then on top of that, 
you know, my grandson speaking yesterday. And on top of that, you know, my one and a half year old granddaughter, which was a blessing, you know, a surprise blessing. Woo, here I am, you know, from the Lord. What a blessing. But you know what? It doesn't, it didn't come without tears. It didn't come without heartbreaks. It didn't come without difficulties. Everything that causes us to be uncomfortable, if we hold on to the word of the Lord and do not give up, God is going to turn it around. You know, God is going to turn it around. So whatever it is that we're going through this morning, my brothers and my sisters, you know me, I like to motivate, I like to stir myself up because you know what, as I'm sharing with you in the morning, I'm sharing with myself, you know, God is on the move and we need to hold on to his word. We need to hold on to his promises because he says he's going to do it. He is going to do it. Your breakthrough is so close, so close, so close. Don't give up. Keep on holding on to the word of the Lord and say, Lord, I thank you. You know how many times I pray for my kids Lord, use them, use them, use them, and nothing happened. Use them, use them, use them, nothing happened. But guess what? You don't give up. You don't throw the towel in. You know, we got to press on and believe what God says and believe his word. And guess what? And when I heard my grandson speak yesterday, oh, it was no greater feeling uh, to be proud of, 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 of my grandson and how he shared the word. You know, and that's and and I said, and that's just God saying, you see, you leave it in my hands, I can do better than you. You leave it in my hands, I can change it and I can turn it around. And guess what? He brought such a fantastic word, and that's just a reminder of the God that we serve. We serve a faithful God, a merciful God, a delivering God, a healing God a comforting God, a God of grace, a God of peace, a God of joy. So much he has given us. Let's not forget who he is. The Lord says, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Do not forget my statutes. In other words, do not forget my word. We need to be reminded who this God that we serve is and what price he paid for you and I that today we have freedom today we have freedom in his word we have freedom in him and guess what he's doing more and he's going to do more for you in these days to come so again I know I know I talk a lot but you know but God is so good and I cannot say more than that, you know, and I got it and I get excited. Why? Because, you know, in other words, yesterday, yesterday I met uh, for the second for the second time last Sunday, uh, a young man that we know from years past. He showed up at the in Cumberland County and I didn't, didn't recognize him. Then I remember this kid, this kid, you know, he when he grew up, he grew up knowing my son, Jason. And then when they were little, they used to play together. And he showed up at the Cumberland County. And then this Sunday, he showed up again. And he says, I just need to talk to somebody, you know. And God, you know, I said, I said wow, I haven't seen these guys such a long time. But God brought him up. And he says, "Can I, do you have somebody for, for me to talk to? Hey, I'm here, you know. 
And 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 guess what? Me and him are supposed to be hooked up, uh, hopefully in, in the next week, uh, to 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 share. But that's how God works. God is on the move, and God is touching them. God is going to bring our kids back to his kingdom. You know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God is going to bring salvation to your family. Do not give up. Do not give up. Continue to trust in the Lord because he is getting ready to do something. Something so powerful. Something that's going to blow your shoes right out of your feet. Because you know what? Because we serve a mighty God. A mighty God. Yes, he has... There's judgment if we don't follow the word. There's judgment coming to this nation. There's judgment coming around the world for them that has forgotten who he is. But for them that believe, for them that believe, we're going to have the victory. We're going to have the victory in our homes and in our families. Let us pray. Heavenly Father. I just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God, for your word, Father, that sometimes it's very difficult to read, and sometimes it's very difficult to try to put it in, in layman's terms, Father God, and, and put it down, Father God, in, into what we're going through. But your word is always faithful, and your word is always true, and your word is always reminding us. And yes, it reminds us of things not to do, but it also reminds us of who you are that you are a loving, merciful, merciful God. And I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And I thank you for answering their prayers. And even though, Father God, they may be walking in doubt this morning, I thank you because you're getting ready to turn that around, Father. I thank you, Father God, because you're bringing life into them. I thank you, Father, because we don't serve you in vain. You are already there. In our tomorrows, you are already there, Father God. So I thank you for the victory already. I thank you what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do in our homes, in our family, in our community, and upon this nation. Thank you, Lord God, for all these things. And I thank you for the blessings. And I thank you, Father God, for, for bringing Pastor Jason and Sandra home safely. Lord, I thank you what you're going to continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right. That's it. That's it. I went over. I went over five minutes. Oh, but you know, God is good. Thank you so much this morning. Thank you for reading the word. Thank you for what you're doing. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Have a good week.